Wednesday. I like Optimism Wednesday because it forces me to be positive. And coming off a tie against the Houston Texans, you know what? The gravity doesn't pull you toward positivity. So, this mandates positivity, and I like it. We're going to talk about the injury situation for the Colts, which is not necessarily a positive, but it is what it is. Optimism needs to be in a subjective kind of thing. Injuries aren't subjective. So we'll talk about the injuries, despite the fact that obviously they're negative. Alec Pierce in concussion protocol, for instance. We'll talk about Frank Reich. He had some things to say uh, today, as did Zaire Franklin, as did Naheem Hines. The Jaguars have been a bugaboo for the Colts since 2014 been impossible for the Colts to win down there since then. But I'll tell you why there are reasons to believe that it's going to happen this week. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Wednesday, September 14th, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com backslash Kent and sign up. BUSR will match your initial deposit up to a thousand bucks. If you deposit more than a hundred, you get 25 bucks worth of casino chips for you to use at your will. All right, you want to make a donation, you can do that too. And I see those uh, the questions that are associated with donations because of graphics. So I'll answer them. And because we've had a tremendous amount of traffic this week, this has been a really good week for traffic, and I want to share the wealth with you people. So inside the prize egg, we have a prize. And it is not insignificant. It is a piece of autographed memorabilia. It's a jersey. I'll tell you, it's a Pacers jersey, and it's a a jersey uh, signed by a well-known Pacer. And so there you go. You want this, and we'll reveal who it is tomorrow. If you like and you're a subscriber, you are eligible to win this, okay? If you subscribe and you like... This can be yours. It's going to be chosen completely at random. And uh, I will uh, we'll figure out how to get this to you, how to get your address. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I like giving stuff away. It's, it's all kinds of fun. All right. Let's talk about the Colts. Let's talk about sports. Try to figure out how we can kind of screw our way around mentally in order to be positive about this game at Jacksonville coming off the tie against the Texans. All right, there will be no botched snaps this week. Matt Ryan is going to clean this crap up. Matt Ryan does not tolerate malfeasance from anybody, and nobody knows what the deleterious effects of those missed snaps were better than Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan and Ryan Kelly are going to get together, and they already have gotten together, and they've worked on this and worked on it, and they're going to continue to work on it and sharpen their snapping skills until they're honed to a sharp edge. Now, that this hadn't already happened, this is what happens during the preseason when guys get very, very limited reps. The, the uh, simple processes, they fail, and they did fail. And, and this is a Matt Ryan problem, it's a Ryan Kelly problem, it's a Frank Reich problem as well. As, as Zach Kiefer D in his piece about Matt Ryan and how he holds people accountable. 
And in that workout in May, by God, the first six plays were not to his liking and the effort wasn't there, so he stopped it. And he told people they had to be better. And they went back and they re-ran the first six plays. Look, a guy who does that understands the hypocrisy inherent in messing up something as simple and elementary as a snap three times in a game. You cannot have that. That might have made a difference in the game. You had a lot of things that made a difference in the game, including the drop by Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, whether he plays or not, I don't believe he's going to drop a ball this week. If he doesn't play, he's obviously not going to drop a ball. And when is the NFL going to start taking seriously head-to-head com- uh, uh, contact like Alec Pierce experienced during the game? And I know they threw a flag, and it was 15 yards, and it, you know, hitting a, uh, a defenseless receiver which is what it was, but that hit to the head bent Alec Pierce's face mask, and he experienced slight concussion symptoms following the game. you you got to put a stop to this crap. You can't headhunt. You can't launch headfirst at a guy, but in particular at his head. I, and I've said this for years, but I put a stop to this quick if I'm a player. Because, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of like Adam Sandler in Waterboy. Number 62. You remember who that is. Who went after your guy. And you put him out of the game. And it's just that easy. And if you get a fine, you get a fine. But you're going to put a stop to that kind of crap. And you're going to make it punitive for people to come after your guys. That's easy. And that's quick. And it's solved in a minute if the players take it upon themselves. I know the league doesn't want that. Teams might not want it either. But a player... Go get him. Uh, Mike Strun's going to get more targets. I'm telling you. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, uh, good question by Bird Eater, and th- this is something that's positive too. Um, uh, Isaiah Rogers didn't play, according to Gus Bradley, because that he had gone into the concussion protocol and had come out. And during concussion protocol, you're not doing anything, right? And it takes time to get back to sharpness on the field, and they didn't feel like he was in that place on Sunday. This week, I think he's going to get defensive snaps, and that's a good thing. Um, again, Mike Strun's going to get more targets, and that's a good thing, especially if Alec Pierce is out. You're going to have Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, Michael Strun, and, and those are going to be your targets. I think that tight ends are going to have a big game against Jacksonville. Against Houston, they, Mo Ali Cox and Kylan Granson combined for five catches, 47 yards. Double that for Sunday. Tight ends, 10 catches, just shy of 100 yards, maybe a little over 100 yards, right around 100 yards. All right? That's what's going to happen. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to load the box. And they're going to try to make it enticing for Matt Ryan to throw the football. They do not want to get beat by Jonathan Taylor, and this is what they did last year in Week 18. Right? Jonathan Taylor did not have a bad day. He had 15 carries, 77 yards. That's more than five yards a rush. Right? But still, the Colts wound up on the business end of a, what, a 26-11 ass-whooping, and at one point, they were down 26-3. to Why? Because they went away from the rush. Or when I, they stopped running the football with JT. And when you do that, you play into the hands of your opponent. I think that they're still going to do that this week. 
I think they're going to go away from Jonathan Taylor a little uh, a little bit. You can't run him 30 times every single week. And in doing that, they're going to find ways to move the ball down the field. And one of those ways is to hit Naheem Hines and hit the tight ends. I would look for Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines to be on the field at the same time, especially because Alec Pierce is in the concussion protocol. If Pierce can't go Sunday, I think the tight ends and Naheem Hines have big days. Um, yeah, they, it, Jags are going to load the box, and when they do, Matt Ryan's going to take advantage of that in a way that Carson Wentz didn't. Um, the Colts last year were 15-point favorites in Jacksonville. That's too big a number. The Colts didn't know how to deal with Vegas telling them that they were that big of favorites, and they just showed up because that's all they thought they had to do. This time, it's a more manageable cover of four points. That's embarrassing for a team like the Colts, a team that believes themselves to be championship capable. To be four-point favorites against a team like Jacksonville, good heavens. Jacksonville last year, they were 32nd in points and, and what, like 28th in points against? They were awful, and because of it, they got the number one overall draft pick who's not going to be a problem on Sunday. Trust me, it takes a while for pass rush artists to really kind of get themselves rounded into shape. We saw that with Quiddy Pay last year. Don't worry about it. Um, Wentz last year was 17-29 to 29 for 185 yards, a touchdown, a uh, pick, and six sacks against Jacksonville. That is not going to be repeated by Matt Ryan. Uh, what they, what's going to determine what happens this Sunday is whether the Colts have the fortitude to show up and knock people over. Can they do that? If they can do that, they got a chance to make this a route. But what they tend to do is they tend to play to the level of their competition. And you just can't do that in the NFL. Because the difference between the best and the worst, about like that. Give you a great example. Colts beat the hell out of the Bills last year in Buffalo, but couldn't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Right? That tells you something. I'm all in behind Matt Ryan. All in. And, and I'll tell you why. And it, it's got only a little bit to do with Matt Ryan. I believe in Matt Ryan. I do. But I'm tired of not believing in the Colts quarterback. It's kind of like when Tom Crean got fired. I had spent so long being disturbed by Tom Crean that uh, Archie Miller, for t for a time, really got, like, my best positive vibes, which were completely unjustified, right? Just because I was sick and tired of not believing in the coach of Indiana basketball. With Wentz, I'm in the same pickle, Right? I was tired of thinking that this guy is a jag and can't do the job. So Matt Ryan is going to get all the positivity I got until he proves he's not worthy of it. And I don't think that that's going to happen with Matt Ryan. Um, anyway, it, it, look, this is such a huge game. It's absolutely enormous for the Colts. If they win this game, all the pressure comes out of the, the headquarters on 56th Street and the cleanup on aisle 56 can stop, right? If they, I'm not even going to talk about the opposite. We'll deal with that if we get there. Ain't going to be pretty, though. Uh, the offensive line's intact. 
Derry or Shaquille Leonard, full go today. All right, let's go. It was padded today, and that's a good thing. Um, what I got tired of with Frank Reich, and I got, I got to kind of vent about this. I hope you don't mind. Uh, we've got new vernacular for the strong go. This was the fourth and goal from the two. Was a green plus two. And what Frank Reich yells o over the headset to the MIT guys upstairs is, is this dark green or light green? You know what? How about coach your damn team and stop thinking about numbers and get up somebody's ass and tell them to start hitting somebody? How about that a little bit? For God's sake, you're a coach. You're a leader. Lead. You're a leader of men. You're not a cipherer of numbers. You're not Jethro Bodine trying to make change out of a streetcar conductor coin shooter. Lead your men. And the thing that bugged me about Zach Kiefer's piece in The Athletic, six plays go by. I don't know if coaches were there, so we're kind of dealing with a lack of information, right? But they're in a workout in May, and Matt Ryan's not happy. So he stops practice. Where the hell are the coaches? Who stops practice if Matt Ryan's not there? Who was there last year with Carson Wentz to say, hey, clean this crap up? What are you guys doing? We need more George Patton and less Omar Bradley. You need an Omar Bradley to win a war. But you need a George, a George Patton, good Lord, bees. You need a George Patton to win the battles. And if you don't win the battle, you can't win the war. All right. I want to remind you because you guys have been so good all week and watching so often and and uh, that we're going to give away what is in this prize egg. It will be revealed tomorrow, and I'm going to give it away tomorrow at about noon. I'll contact the winner. We'll figure things out, and if the person wants me to uh, reveal their name, I will, and if they don't, I won't, and that's the way it is. It's kind of like HIPAA. You know, a HIPAA violation in, in this world is revealing the winner of the prize. But it's a cool prize, and it was signed right in front of my very eyes at an Indiana Fever uh, deal. It's not signed by Fever player. But Fever outings are a great place to get uh, Pacers signed stuff because none of the people there, they're all Fever fans. They're not Pacers fans. So it works out. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you then. About this, Optimism Wednesday will be over. <laughs> and, and we can resume talking about what happened a little bit against the Texans, but a lot what we believe is going to happen on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. At some point, the cold streak has got to end, and it's got to be Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, as always, right around 7 o'clock in the morning. Tell your friends.